Welcome back to The Liz Wheeler Show. First things first today, if you would pick up your smartphone right now, in the middle of the show, maybe you're listening, maybe you're watching, pick up your phone, get your alarm out. Believe it or not, this is not a, this is not me asking for you to subscribe. Get your alarm out, set your alarm for 6 p.m. Eastern tonight. Tonight, it's going down at James Madison University. I'm speaking, my speech is titled The Ideology of Transgenderism. As you can imagine, the radical trans activists are not a fan of the idea of me coming to their campus. They've issued all kinds of condemnations, false accusations, and threats. But we are undeterred. We're coming to campus because it's so much more. My message is so much more important than this agitation. It's so much more important than, you know, whatever mean comments are said about me. So set your alarm, 6 p.m. Eastern. If you're in the area, please join us. It's an open event, free to the public. You can get your free tickets at lizwheeler.com. If you're not in the area, don't worry, I got you. We're gonna live stream it on youtube.com slash YAFTV. The event is hosted by the Young America's Foundation chapter on James Madison University campus. Um, or you can go to my Rumble at rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. We'll be live streaming over there if that is your platform of choice. You know, a couple of you have asked me in the last day or two if the nasty comments, a lot of the, a lot of the trans activists are calling me hateful and bigoted and all kinds of nasty names. And you've asked me, does this hurt your feelings? And the answer to that is no, it does not hurt my feelings. But more importantly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it did or it did not. It's so much bigger than me. This is so much bigger than me. This event is not about me. It's not, it's not, it's not about publicity. It's not about clicks. It's not about sensationalism. It's not about any of that. This event is actually about the radical trans activists that are agitating, the ones who are issuing me threats, the ones who are, who are saying that I should be harmed and silenced and killed. It's about them. I want to talk to you. I want to speak directly to you. And if you listen, if you give me 45 minutes of your time and just listen to me, I think you're going to be very surprised about what you hear because somebody in your life, a lot of somebodies, have been telling you hideous lies. They've been using you and exploiting you. You, you are the victim of a cult. And I know you're thinking, Liz, that's absolutely bananas. But give me 45 minutes of your time and I promise I will convince you of that. So it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. I'm coming to your campus. I, In fact, right after we wrap this show, I'm uh, I'm rolling out to the airport because the speech is in just a couple of hours now. So set your alarms, 6 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Live streaming on youtube.com slash YAFTV. Uh, youtube.com slash YAFTV. Or if you're in the area, go to lizwheeler.com and get those tickets. You're not gonna wanna miss this one, I promise. Also, a lot of stuff's gonna go down behind the scenes that... Um, <laughs> That's gonna be fun. It's gonna be crazy. And I'm gonna share all of that with you on Thursday's show as soon as we are, as soon as we are done. So tomorrow's show, you will, you'll get all the details of that. So yes, do hit the subscribe button on this show. Whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on YouTube, or on Rumble, hit that subscribe button so I can tell you all about the stuff that you didn't get to see when during my speech in the in the aftermath and leading up to it behind the scenes, the good stuff. Um Subscribe if you would. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is Joe Biden announces, officially announces, his re-election bid. He is going to run for president in 2024. If he wins the election in 2024, knock on wood, God forbid, he would be 86 years old by the end of his term. However, I do not think that this is a winning argument. I do not think that the Republicans should hinge their chances in the 2024 presidential election on the argument that Joe Biden is senile. Obviously, he's senile. Obviously, he's out of his mind. Obviously, he is unfit for the position. Obviously, he's the victim of elder abuse at the hands of his wife and all the people in his administration who are enabling him to do this, who are, who are controlling him. They're abusing him to do this. But he's already senile, right? He was senile before 
the 2020 election. And that argument just doesn't work. That's not how Republicans should win the election. So what I'm going to do today is I want to watch Joe Biden's re-election announcement video with you. It is quite it is quite the shocking piece of cinema. Um, we're going to debunk it because it's it's just lie after lie after lie. It's it's shocking how many lies are in it. So we're going to debunk that. And we're going to talk about exactly what Republicans have to do if we want to stand a chance in the 2024 election. Otherwise, what's going to happen? Otherwise, we're just going to see a repeat of 2020 and 2022. And we're going to sit around and we're com- going to complain about it and our lives are going to get worse. But if we actually want to win, I'm going to lay out the game plan of how we what we must do in order to accomplish that. So let's get to it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Joe Biden officially announced his reelection bid. He is going to be the Democrat nominee for, for uh, president in 2024. That is, if he wins the Democratic primary. There's not an official, well, there's a, a, a technical Democratic primary. Like there's always a primary, right? Even if there's, even if there's a, an, an incumbent of that party, there is a primary. Although the Democrat party says that since Joe Biden is the incumbent, they're not going to stage primary debates. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's declared that he's running for president or running in the primary for Democrat nominee for president. There's not going to be a debate stage where he gets to face off with Joe Biden. It's really too bad, actually. I would have loved to see that. I would pay pretty much money to to attend a debate between Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Joe Biden, not only because Joe Biden can't answer any questions and can't speak English, but because Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is my favorite Democrat. He would absolutely crush Joe Biden on COVID, on big pharma, on the administrative state, on the COVID jab. It would be, it would be an absolute slaughter, and I would, uh, I'd be there for it. I would be totally there for it. But the Democratic Party said they're not going to stage primary debates, which, I mean, because it's the Democrats, I'm going to sit here and criticize them. But when the Republicans do the same thing, I mean... It's just how the game's played, right? You always criticize the other side and then you don't criticize your own side so much. Um, Joe Biden announced his re-election bid. This does change things just a little bit when it comes to some of the other players in the game. Like, will Elizabeth Warren declare? Probably not. Will Gavin Newsom declare? Maybe not now. I know he really wanted to run, but maybe he won't. Maybe he will, but probably not. Probably not, unless something significant happens between now and then. I think it's safe to say that Democrats like Gavin Newsom are probably not ending their speculation that they want to run for president in 2024. They're probably just 
maybe sitting back on their heels and waiting to see if Joe Biden actually survives or if something else crazy happens that diminishes his viability as a candidate. But for the time being, the Democratic field is now Joe Biden and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So Joe Biden announced his reelected bid by launching a video. And it is a sight to behold. Honestly, it held my attention for the entire video. I want to show this to you now because the content is 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 crazy. You almost have to respect the Democrats for staying on message for as long as they have in the face of us, in the face of our opposition to their message. But man, they are just savage in this video. So I want to take a look at it with you. Let's go. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security, that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what healthcare decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing Thank us. You. Well, every generation of Americans has faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. Okay, so as soon as I saw that video, I thought about this conversation I had with my executive producer like two or three weeks ago. We were talking, I think we were talking about AOC. We were talking about some some very far left Democrat. And we were, we were 
recognizing a very obvious fact, we actually laughed about this conversation that we even had to have this conversation because I said something like, oh, AOC is obviously a Marxist, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't, she's obviously a Marxist. Everything she stands for is in alignment with Marxist ideology. Her political agenda would lead the United States towards a so-called Marxist utopia. And in the conversation among my team, someone was like, well, she doesn't call herself a Marxist. And I was like, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. She calls herself, I don't know, like a democratic socialist or a progressive or whatever it is. And I said, you know, it's just a euphemism. And my executive producer said, yeah, that's actually a hallmark of, of Marxism, right? A hallmark of Marxism is you don't actually, uh, you're not actually honest about what you're doing. You redefine words. And redefining words doesn't just mean, oh, you redefine the word right or wrong or man or woman or justice. You redefine words to label yourself. So it's a hallmark of Marxism to either deny that you're a Marxist or just to not put any label on yourself. But really the way that we judge people or the way that we should judge people is based on their actions and what the consequence of their actions should be. So yeah, it doesn't matter if she doesn't identify as a Marxist. It doesn't matter if AOC or Bernie Sanders or whoever it might be, the radical left in general kind of embodies this principle. It doesn't matter if they admit that they're Marxist or that they're Marxist, their agenda, their ideology is Marxist. And when I saw this video, I thought, you know what, this is a perfect example of that. Because if you just look at the transcript of the words that Joe Biden said, it's it's pretty standard for a campaign video. Like, oh, freedom and rights and let's fight for this and the soul of America and unity and dignity and respect and let's win this fight and blah, 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 blah. It, 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 it almost looks like if you juxtapose the words, the text that Joe Biden used, it doesn't fit the video. It doesn't fit the images uh, over which the, the words, or it doesn't fit the, the video doesn't fit the words. It, there's, there, there's an incongruency that's quite striking. And it's the first thing that I noticed about this video, that the words were nothing new. The words could have been pulled from any campaign video, but the way that they were placed over these images in this video was a hallmark of what Marxists do, where they deny that they're Marxists while advocating for Marxist agenda. So I wanted to go through the images and what, what this video actually tells us about what Joe Biden is going to do in if he wins in 2024, because he hasn't backed down at all. You and I can look at the state of our country since Joe Biden took office last January, and we can say, wow, we're not doing good. Our country is not as strong. Our people are not as satisfied. Our freedoms are less protected. We can look at things like inflation. We can look at gas prices. We can look at food prices. We can look at wage decreases. We can look at the war in Ukraine. We can look at all kinds of measures uh, to judge how Joe Biden has done in his first two years in office, but that doesn't matter. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It doesn't matter because what we learned in 2022 in the midterm elections is that it doesn't matter what people feel. 
about how Joe Biden has done if the Republican brand is so tarnished that even if people are dissatisfied with being a Democrat, they can't bring themselves to vote Republicans because they feel if they vote Republican that they're a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, a xenophobe, a transphobe, whatever other insult the left, these, these radical mega extremists that Joe Biden talks about. So what I wanna do first, before we get into talking about what Republicans actually need to do, what we must do if we wanna win 2024, and if we don't do this, we won't win, I wanna just debunk debunk every single thing that was in Joe Biden's video. So he starts out talking about freedom, personal freedom. Those are his first three words. And yet the images, um, the images that played underneath those words are images of January 6th and images of abortion. Not of course of abortion, but of signs that talk about abortion. He would never dream, he would never be so courageous as to show what an abortion actually is because people don't support it when they know what it actually is. But January 6th, this is, this is the hallmark of what Joe Biden is running on. He's running on the platform of demonizing all conservatives, all Republicans, and all fair-minded individuals who questioned the stuff that happened around the 2020 election, he's running on branding every single person as a domestic terrorist, as an insurrectionist, as an extremist. This is extremely dangerous stuff. This is this is it's, it gives you the chills even more on the in the wake of Tucker Carlson being fired from Fox News reportedly because Rupert Murdoch didn't like his coverage of January 6th. We have now very few individuals, very few venues, very few platforms that allow you to pursue reality, to stand up for truth and to expose corruption. Joe Biden is actually bragging about, he started his video, he started his reelection bid with images of January 6th. Even though the majority of the American people believe that federal agents not only staged and encouraged, but incited and provoked the violence that did happen on that day. And then Joe Biden's Department of Justice is relentlessly charging and convicting individuals who were associated with January 6th on charges that vastly outweigh any crimes that were committed. And in the meantime, due process has been, has been violated to the extreme. That's what Joe Biden's running on. And abortion, of course. Now, I know it's very popular among conservative, not conservative, Republican establishment consultants to encourage Republican candidates to stay away from abortion. It's a losing issue, especially with suburban women. That's what consultants tell Republican candidates and Republican politicians who are already in office. And when Republicans stay quiet on abortion, they lose on it. When conservatives refuse to push back on the lies the Democrats tell about abortion, they lose on it. But when conservatives are based, when conservatives and Republicans debunk the lies that the left tells about abortion, we actually win on abortion. We just don't have any conservatives and Republicans that are doing that, so the Democrats think it's a winning issue. These are the two things Joe Biden start, is starting his re-election bid on. Like, I, it blows my mind when the Republican establishment and Republican politicians and candidates don't look at what the left tells us and say, they've told us their playbook. We know what they're gonna do. Let's build a strategy to counter that and go on offensive against it so we can defeat it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We don't even deserve to win if we don't do that. Okay, so then Joe Biden's video goes on and he highlights what he would like his pivotal achievement to be. And that is his build back better achievement. And I personally get the chills every time I see those words build back better because it's not just a stupid acronym that a politician made up. It, 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 all politician acronyms are stupid and I can't stand them. But Build Back Better, Joe Biden lifted directly from the World Economic Forum. You can look this up. You don't have to take my word for it. You can go to the World Economic Forum's website. You can look up Build Back Better. The World Economic Forum. This is Klaus Schwab's outfit. This is, this is ESG, quote unquote, stakeholder capitalism. This is nasty, nasty stuff. Build Back Better came directly from the World Economic Forum. Joe Biden hired people who had previously worked with the World Economic Forum to be part of his advisory team and his administration, and they brought Build Back Better with them. Joe Biden's agenda is in perfect alignment with the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum that wants us to eat bugs, that wants to tax us into oblivion, that wants businesses to be woke, to pay for abortions, that wants to ban fossil fuels. The World Economic Forum that wants our economy to run like the Chinese Communist Party runs China's economy. This, this state-controlled apparatus where if you don't do what the Chinese Communist Party wants you to do, then you're penalized in the market. You don't get access to loans. You don't get access to do business. You potentially aren't allowed to send your children to school and to travel internationally. You aren't allowed to have internet or go to the gym. They control you via the social credit score with penalty mechanisms. Joe Biden imported that from the World Economic Forum and he's bragging about this in his re-election video. So if you and I sitting here if we as Republican voters, as conservatives in the conservative movement, don't recognize this, if our politicians and our candidates for office don't acknowledge the reality of this political enemy that we're facing and the ideology that motivates our political enemy, then we're not gonna fight well against it, are we? And if we don't fight against it, what happens? We don't win. And it becomes the law of the land. There's only one American flag, I think, one, a couple American flags shown in this video, but you know what's shown umpteen times? Pride, pride shirts, pride signs, pride gear. But what is, what is pride? Pride is not just the chief sin here. Pride is the moniker of the LGBTQIA agenda, the LGBTQIA lobby. That doesn't, it's not just lobbying for equal rights for all people, regardless of their sexual orientation. That's not what it's about at all. We all support that. That's not controversial. People in our country who are gay or lesbian or bi already have equal rights. The LGBTQIA lobby, their agenda is not about tolerance and inclusion. The lobby for the LGBTQIA agenda has in its direct object to destroy our religious freedom to force their agenda on children, to groom children in radical gender ideology, and to silence you if you speak out against this. I know it's controversial even among conservatives and Republicans to talk about gay marriage and to say, you know, the government should not, should not uh, legalize gay marriage, at least in the sense that the government should not allow same-sex couples to, uh, to 
be part of the institution of marriage because they're not. And I know this is very controversial. Some people are going to be like, oh, Liz, don't dive into this. But hear me out here because this obviously isn't about gay people. It's not about gay people having the freedom to make a decision to love who they want or live with who they want. Like, they're allowed to do that, and that's fine. But when we allow government officials, politicians, to make decisions about how to redefine words that already existed before we existed, then we're giving them the power to redefine anything, to redefine any quote-unquote truth, and that makes them authoritarian. They can redefine any word for any political purpose. That's an extremely dangerous thing that's happening right now in our nation. Gay marriage may have paved the way for it, but right now, the LGBTQIA lobby wants to redefine everything. They want to redefine man. They want to redefine woman. They want to redefine sex. They want to redefine gender. They want to redefine equality. They want to redefine religious freedom, everything. And they want to install themselves as the arbiters of truth, as the authoritarians. Joe Biden stands for this agenda. This agenda, his administration actually stated that they are supportive of bodily mutilation surgeries for children in the name of gender ideology. Early interventions, the White House called it. They, they, they support early interventions for children that suffer from gender disorders. Like this is nasty, nasty stuff. And it's all over Joe Biden's announcement video. When he says that he wants to protect our rights, do you know what, what photograph or what image, what video was playing underneath those words? Gun control. He was talking to activists from every town for gun safety, one of the most prominent gun control groups in the country, a group that wants to take away your AR-15s, wants the government to confiscate them. And make no mistake, the gun control lobby doesn't want to stop with AR-15s. They're just using that because the AR-15s look scary to some people, because, they, because the gun control lobby can call them weapons of war, and most people don't know that AR-15s were actually made as a civilian rifle. They were d distinctly separate from a weapon of war. Not that that makes any difference, but... It's a, it's, a, it's a phrase that the left has latched onto assault weapons, weapons of war, to try to frighten everyday Americans into thinking that it's okay for the government to take away your right to keep and bear arms. When Joe Biden talks about protecting your rights, he's talking to radical gun control activists who want to disarm you. In this video, he admits this. This is what he stands for. And then, of course, he blames mega extremists. You all remember his speech that looked like he was giving it from the gates of hell, right? Where he, he completely demonized and vilified anybody who is a Republican a conservative or who voted for Donald Trump or supported him in any way, shape, or form. He literally relegated all of us, you and me, all of us to essentially being equal to domestic terrorists, to being that extreme. And at the time, we were all like, wow, this is, this is the most radical a president of the United States has ever been. This is the most divisive speech. I said at the time, this is the most divisive speech Biden has ever given. We have never seen in the history of our country a president of the United States vilify half of the people that he has sworn to protect half of the people he represents. He's the president of everyone, not just the Democrats who voted for him. But he's doubling down on this. He talked in his re-election bid video, he talks about mega extremists and he shows pictures of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. He means all of us. He's using them as the face of, of conservatism right now, but he means you and he means me. He's gonna continue using his Department of Justice to target us. He's going to continue. I'm sure the IRS, under this new 87,000 IRS agents, they're going to target us, just like they've done before. And then he makes false allegations, right? He says, Republicans want to ban books. Republicans want to tell people who they can love. Neither of those is true. Republicans and Democrats alike do not want pornographic books in the children's libraries at public schools. That's not banning a book. Banning a book is saying you're not allowed to publish it. 
that the, the Democrats hope that people are stupid enough to believe them when they say that Republicans want to ban books. That's not true at all. Republicans are also not telling people who they can love. It's a free, it's a free country. You can, you can be a couple with anybody that you want to be. There's no laws. There's no laws against this. Uh, there's no federal laws against this. And the Democrats think you're too stupid to realize that. They're trying to spark this existential feel, fear in your heart uh, by telling you, too, that, it, that Republicans are making it more difficult to vote. That's not true. Republicans are protecting the integrity of your vote so that someone doesn't steal it or dilute it or render it, you know, impotent. Biden is right when he, when he says that we are battling for the soul of America. That's true. That's true. He probably doesn't mean it. He probably doesn't understand. But it's true. We are battling for the soul of America. It's not just a political fight that we're fighting anymore. We are in a battle of good versus evil. The Democrats have embraced evil. It is our duty as Republicans to fight back against it, to stop it. But how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? We can all sit here and say, listen, Joe Biden's record is terrible. He's he's devalued our dollar, which has led to inflation. Our gas prices, food prices have, have increased while wage, the real value of our wages has decreased. We have this war in Ukraine, this, this spending. We had the botch withdrawal from Afghanistan. You know, we had COVID, masking, vaccine mandates, lockdowns. We have wokeness infiltrating the military and schools and our government. We have trans surgeries for children that Biden stands for and critical race theory in schools. We have riots in our cities. We have crime rates like we've never seen before. We have progressive prosecutors refusing to prosecute even violent crimes against people. We have Black Lives Matter. We have abortion. We have them coming after our guns and our free speech and our parental rights. We have the Department of Justice and the FBI weaponized against us. Meanwhile, we're told if we don't give away our freedoms in the name of climate change, in, in the name of build back better, then our planet is going to cease to exist as it in its current form. We can recognize all of that, and you'd think that that in and of itself, what I just said, would be a compelling campaign ad, but actually it's not. It's not. It convinces you and I because we base our decisions on facts and logic, but I want to talk about what the Republican Party needs to do if they want to win. So let's go back to 2020 for a second. In the 2020 presidential election, there were 258 million voting age adults that resided in the United States. That means 258 million Americans who were over the age of 18 in the United States. Now, some of those some of those people may not be eligible to vote for uh, various reasons. Maybe there's some felons in that group. Uh, maybe there are some, some legal residents. However, 250 million voters eligible. In 2020, only 154 million of them voted. That means that there's a population of 100 million people who can still be convinced to vote for us. There's a population of it doesn't even have to be the entire 100 million. There's a huge opportunity for Republicans to reach out and ramp up what the Democrats always call get out the vote efforts and initiatives to go and recruit voters by convincing them that our policies will best serve their life. And Republicans act like this just doesn't exist. Republicans act like we already have this finite group of voters and you know, this, this percentage of them are dedicated to Democrats. This percentage are dedicated to Republicans. And we're just fighting for this middle ground of independence. But what about these other people? What about these other people who don't vote at all? Republicans have just written them off. And I find this to be the most asinine strategy that I have ever heard at all. Republicans are not going to win if we just sit back and criticize Biden's record. Because the Republican name has been vilified by Democrats in pop culture, in Hollywood, in politics, by politicians, by late night hosts, by mainstream media for decades now. 
And that vilification has worked because Republicans have sat back and be like, well, people aren't going to believe that because you can look at the facts. You can look at the logic. What they're saying is a lie. People don't do that. People don't sit back and look at the facts and look at the logic. They just listen to their chosen media outlet or their social media or their late night talk show or Hollywood celebrities or whatever it might be. And they just accept it. And Republicans haven't competed with that narrative. And so what's happened is even people who are dissatisfied with how Joe Biden has run our country into the ground in the last two years don't want to vote Republican because they don't want to be associated with this label of being a mega extremist or being a bigot or being hateful or being a transphobe or a hobophobe or a xenophobe or whatever else it is. And so let me tell you what Republicans need to do here. What Republicans need to do, this is both on an individual level, candidates and politicians, as well as Republican apparatuses. So I'm talking about Congress, I'm talking about super PACs, I'm talking about the RNC, I'm talking about every single aspect of the Republican Party from the lowest local level to the highest federal level. Republicans have to redefine what it means to be a Republican. And in order to redefine what it means to be a Republican, we have to get our own house in order. We have to understand what it means to be conservative. Because let me ask you a question, sitting here right now, today, can you define what it means to be a conservative? What is our, what is our uh, underlying philosophy? What, what does that mean? Like, what is conservatism based on? What's the foundational philosophy of conservatism? Now, a lot of you might not be able to answer that question. And the reason why is because the Republican establishment doesn't know the answer either. The Republican establishment has failed for decades, generations, to actually understand what it means to be a, a conservative. So people don't know what it means to be a conservative. And how are you supposed to how are you supposed to share the information if you don't fully, fully understand it? Now, you and I, we understand what it means to protect our Constitution. We understand the difference between freedom and tyranny. We understand the difference between Marxism and communism and liberty. We get all of that. We're not stupid. We understand. But at the foundational level, the Republican Party has a hard time coming up with issues or coming up with policy ideas that aren't just oppositional to the left's policy issues because the conservative movement and the Republican Party don't understand what our goal is. Like, what is our goal as conservatives? A lot of people say, oh, well, the goal is to conserve. Okay, but to conserve what? To conserve just our constitution? Like, our constitution is in and, in and of itself a tool to conserve. What are we conserving? And if we're conserving liberty or freedom or individual rights, what, what do those words even mean? What, what is liberty? Is, is liberty the liberty to abort your child? Is liberty the liberty to, to, kill, to kill other people? Is liberty the liberty to steal money? Is freedom anarchy? Is our individual rights, what is an individual right? There's no consensus in our country anymore on what those words even mean. And so the, the Republican Party, I know this sounds, this sounds kind of complex, kind of convoluted, but people ask me frequently, is there hope to save our country from the cultural Marxism that we're facing right now? And my answer to this is, Yes, we still can, but it's not easy. I'm not gonna sit here and just say like, oh yes, rah, 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 red, white, and blue. Of course, freedom always prevails. Freedom does not always prevail. And so we do have a mechanism that we can use to save our country, but it's not an easy mechanism. People have to fully understand it and be fully committed to it. And the GOP has to undergo an awakening to understand that the libertarianism that we have embraced as a party in the last 50 years, it's just a road to authoritarianism. Because libertarianism, the, the, the core of it is like a backing away from the use of government power. 
It's saying we want the government to be so tiny and so limited that everyone can do anything that they want as long as they don't violate someone else's fundamental right. But the left doesn't, didn't agree to this, right? The left didn't say, okay, well, let's back away from government. The left is still committed to using government to propagate their ideology. And so what this means is there's no such thing as neutrality. There's no such thing as just this like absence of government. All that libertarian me, libertarianism means to us as Republicans is that we have surrendered the fight over our government. But the left hasn't surrendered it. The left is committed to capturing every institution related both to our government and, and our civil institutions, of course. And so they have, they've completely captured it because we stopped competing. And we stopped competing. Some people are like, yeah, but we don't wanna do what the left does. We don't wanna use the power of government to dictate to people how they should live. And I would say in a certain sense, yes, that's correct. We don't wanna become a theocracy. No one's, no one's advocating that we become theocracy. But if you go back in US history, Right, you look at the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence is a very libertarian document. It's based on the ideology of John Locke. John Locke thought that government should be as limited as possible and that society should be organized with the goal of almost absolute liberty or as close to absolute liberty as a functional civilized society could achieve. That, that's the philosophy of John Locke. Thomas Jefferson copied John Locke's ideology, put in our declaration and produced a brilliant document. Don't get me wrong, no, criti no criticism there. But our nation, once we had fought the Revolutionary War, we created the Articles of Confederation. They were also based on this John Lockean sort of libertarian idea of a very small limited government, a society that was very libertarian, very close to absolute liberty, and it didn't work. We experienced like a decade of chaos after the Articles of Confederation. So we called a constitutional con confederation to or a constitutional convention to try to address and amend the Articles of Confederation. And what happened is we realized the founding fathers or the framers of our constitution, the eventual framers, realized that John Locke just didn't have what it takes. The philosophy of John Locke was not adequate for a functional society. And so our constitution is not built on Lockean principles of libertarianism. Our constitution is built on the philosophy of Edmund Burke. Edmund Burke is a British philosopher who rejected the definition of liberty being as close to absolute liberty as possible. And Edmund Burke argued for ordered liberty, a society of ordered liberty, where liberty in and of itself is not, is not the end goal because liberty in and of itself is just licentiousness, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have inherent morality. Edmund Burke said, in order for liberty to be a tool to achieve something greater, we have to define liberty as a society that's oriented around the pursuit of justice. And he defined justice as, quote unquote, original justice, meaning the justice that was defined for us by God. It's also known as natural law. So all of this is very cerebral. All of this is very philosophical. But if the Republican Party and the conservative movement don't back up for a second, and say, wait a second, what is conservatism? What do we stand for as Republicans? We don't just stand for policy issues. We stand for, and what they should say, is we stand for ordered liberty. Therefore, we understand that natural law should be the law of the land. That our country's legal heritage is not one where morality doesn't touch the law. It's one where the law is based in Judeo-Christian morality. And it doesn't mean that anybody's gonna get forced to practice you know, Christianity as a religion in their personal lives. But it does mean that we acknowledge as a people that our foundation is a Christian nation. And a Christian nation 
should act like a Christian nation. A Christian nation should acknowledge right and wrong as defined by Christian doctrine, Christian morality, that man and woman and marriage and sex are defined by their reality, their reality in Judeo-Christian morality. And again, this is not a theocracy. This doesn't mean anybody has to practice these religious doctrines in their personal life. It doesn't mean you have to have faith. It doesn't mean that you have to have a relationship with Christ. I advocate on your behalf that you do, but that's not what this, this political structure means. And what conservatives have to do is they have to understand that we as a conservative movement and a Republican party have to pursue ordered liberty if we want to win. And once we understand that, suddenly we'll find the focus that we need. Suddenly we'll look at every issue and we'll be like, no, no, you don't have a right to take your child to a drag show. You don't have a right as a venue to have men dressed as women gyrating and doing sexually explicit dance moves in front of small children. We're gonna, we're gonna disallow you from doing that because that's fundamentally immoral. That's objectively wrong. And as a society, we can't function if we allow wrong to happen. It's the same thing. You can, you can look at any number of these things. The same thing with public school teachers. The same thing with grooming. The same thing with critical race theory. Of course we can say critical race theory isn't allowed in our school. Of course we can objectively identify critical race theory as Marxism. We can objectively identify communism as being bad. And we can and should indoctrinate our children into thinking that communism is bad, Marxism is evil, critical race theory and queer theory are a part of the evil ideology of communism. Of course we should. Because if conservatives and Republicans don't compete for the culture, then we're going to lose it. And if we lose it, we're never going to win another election. And in our, this is not some radical idea that I'm bringing to the table. This is not something that I invented. This is not something that's totally outside of the realm of what our country is. This is actually our, our heritage. We've just forgotten it. This is what our nation was intended to be. James Madison, the author of our constitution, quoted Edmund Burke. And he quoted Edmund Burke, Edmund Burke's definition of of what liberty is, ordered liberty. And that ordered liberty is really the pursuit of justice and justice is natural law as defined by God. The author of our constitution. We had other, other founding fathers and framers of our constitution say that our nation was made for a moral people and no other. And if we, and George Washington, George Washington, the first president, the father of his country, said that if we forget our, this is a paraphrase of course, if we forget our religious principles, we're done doesn't mean forcing someone to practice these these tenets of faith. It does mean acknowledging that our country was built on the definition of these words as defined by Judeo-Christian morality and that we have a just use or we have a, 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 um, we have the authority to justly use our government to order our society along these principles. If we want to win, if we want to defeat Joe Biden and his horribly dishonest ad. It's, the craziest part of that ad is how he juxtaposes words over video and images that have nothing to do with those words. It's a classic Marxist tactic. If we want to defeat that, we can't just point out, oh, you know what, the last two years have kind of sucked for you, you should vote for a Republican. We have to redefine the Republican brand. Conservatives have to embrace our heritage of ordered liberty and we have to be based and savage and never stray off message. Otherwise, we're not going to win.
All right, guys, make sure you tune in tonight. It's just a couple of hours now, 6 p.m. Eastern. You can go to lizwheeler.com to get your free tickets to watch my speech, The Ideology of Transgenderism at James Madison University. If you aren't able to attend in person, go to youtube.com slash TV or rumble.com slash lizwheeler to watch us live. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be crazy. And don't forget to tune in to this show tomorrow where I'll give you a peek into everything that happened behind the scenes before and after the event. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.